What up, this is your boy DJ EFN. You might know me as a drink champ, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father. I linked up with two of my other dad homies, Manny Digital and KGB, to start the Fatherhoods podcast. Each week, we bring you insider hip-hop stories, parenting, and advice and therapy. The saying is true, it takes a village, and we humorously serve as each other's trusted counsel in figuring out how not to screw up being a good dad. The Fatherhood Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diapers. This episode of the Fatherhood's Podcast is brought to you by Fly Dad, where fatherhood stays fly. Check us out at flydadgear.com. <laughs> we always, no, no one ever wants to be the first to talk. Oh, because I always think we're going to do some kind of intro, but we uh, just don't. Nah, we don't. Nah, bro, we killed that noise back in like 2020. Where you been? Today's my son's birthday, by the way. Oh, is it? Nice. Officially two years old. Nice. Little man. Did you do a party today? Nah, bro. Nah. No party, bro. Like, no party, I mean, yeah. I mean, we, we you know, he woke up and my girl had had gotten balloons ready and all his gifts. And he woke up to that and and he was hyped. And, and then we're going to try and go to dinner tonight. But. I'm feeling a little under the weather, and he's under the weather. Mm. And my daughter's under the weather. Oh, man. Yeah, it's like this lingering shit that just won't go away. <clears throat> yeah, hence that. It was my son's birthday two days ago. Oh, nice. Tuesday. All right, clap it up. It was my birthday. Oh, well. Yeah, clap it up. I turned two years old as well. Hey, wait, wait. It was E's birthday Sunday? That's what I did. No, Saturday. Saturday. Man, isn't your birthday around the same time, too? No. No. Didn't your birthday just happen? Yeah, it happened. The when? 6th of May. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. Damn. Yeah, May, bro. Wow. Bro. May, and your ladies, too. Congrats to your lady. Yes. Yeah, she's the day before mine. And I had to travel on my birthday. Mm. Yeah. Hey, did we ever... Um, or maybe it was the episode that I missed. Uh, did you did you ever give a recap on on how Disney Disneyland went with the kids? Did I go into it, Manny? Yeah, you did. You talked about using a sleeping aid. Um, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Enough said. <laughs> I think it was episode, I think it was episode one nine five. If I'm All not right. mistaken. Wow, we're creeping up on two hundred, huh? Yeah, what are we going to do for our 200th? Oh, wait. The same thing we did for our 100th. Nothing. Nothing. Nada, nada, nada. Not a damn thing. <laughs> Keep it moving.com. My, my, my daughter started karate. That's pretty cool. Nice. So how, how's she digging that? She had her, sec, her, her second class, but her first official class with the uniform and the whole nine. She, she's four or five? She's four. Yeah. Yeah, it's about um, the time, same time my son started. Yeah, the first day she went, so she was a little intimidated. I haven't gone yet. I'm going to go with her for the first time for myself to see her tomorrow. But I've watched videos and stuff. My girl said that she was intimidated by, like, the class. It was mostly boys and a male teacher. But they have a female there as well, instructor. And they brought her to the side and then, like, kind of taught her, which was really good for her. Taught her one-on-one, kind of like everything. And then she jumped into the her first class wearing the uniform. Uh, yesterday and I saw a video and she, oh, she she did good man and I'm hoping that because she's still really rambunctious and not listening 
uh, I hope this helps with discipline, you know? Is she doing karate or is she doing something else? She's or is doing, it just... No, no, she's doing karate. I wanted to... I wanted to take her because a friend of ours, he does jujitsu with his son. He goes to a, yeah. a place where they have the adults on one side and the kids on the other. And I want to start taking jujitsu. And I wanted to take her to that. But whatever, I'll just wait because I think karate is a good introduction. Uh, martial arts, you know, I did karate when I was young. And then jujitsu is a little bit, you know, a little bit more hands on, like tumble and rumble. Type yeah, thing. my son, my son did karate and jujitsu at the same full of his still does karate he's been staying with that and then jujitsu was he did a he did maybe a year or two jujitsu we stopped when the pandemic hit because it's too close contact for right i I love how k is very respectful he's like karate (laughs) (laughs) me and ian like karate i said it in spanish i know he said he said it right (laughs) i said it the spanish way Then, then I want her to do Krav Maga. <laughs> then, <we're Damn>, <laughs> then weapons training. Yo, you, so just to talk really funny stuff. Well, I mean, it's not funny. Obviously, the mass shooting and what's happened. But uh, you see, there was another shooting yesterday in a hospital. Yep, in Tulsa. Yep. Jeez, my um, my my mom's sister, my aunt. You know, she's like I don't know. She's probably around in her seventies already, something like that. Um, she's pretty hardcore, right? And, and I and I think the time has gotten her even more hardcore and see the other day. Uh, well, after the, the mass shooting, you know, I was telling her how I got my daughter into karate and she's like, good, good. Yeah. Teach these kids self-defense. And she goes, and teach them how to shoot. Oh, in Spanish. She tells me in Spanish, but I'm like, Whoa. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, this is, I, I do want to eventually teach them about guns and how to shoot. We've talked about that on here. But it was just funny hearing it from like an older Spanish lady. You know, she, she's like, teach them how to shoot because it's crazy out here. You know, like basically is what she's saying. Not that, which I don't think a kid knowing how to shoot is going to help in any of those situations. But I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, uh, we just got a special sponsor um, for the show actually about, you know, stuff like that that we're just talking about. So let me just play their quick clip. I think you guys will enjoy this. You know, if my audio worked, nothing on your side nothing, works. Nothing, nothing works. That was that was so that was hip hop and R and B. See, this is why this is why having good equipment is worth it, and when it works, I was just gonna play. So fuck it, I'll just tell you guys. So I was just gonna play. You know that dude, the uh, the Detroit Urban Survival Training. Yeah. Dude? Yep. <laughs> Have you seen him, Ken? Yeah. Oh. You have oh my god. You gotta check out so on, on IG it's Detroit underscore D U S T. There's periods in between those letters, but uh he just goes through different like survival tactics. You know, if you get a gun pulled out on you, like mm-hmm. you do. but he's very like I, you know, people clown him because he's super like like regimented about it, like very like military style. Yeah, he's being yeah. dead ass serious and he's teaching stuff that looks really cool and effective but it's so funny like he's like this is what you do and, da, 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 da. and like mad drill sergeant like but you gotta check it out it's but the jokes are like people like doing it and then they're like in heaven 
<laughs> like because it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those have been like a lot of the the the, the parody videos. Yeah, like <laughs> like they'll attempt it. Like, oh, how you get out of a chokehold? And then the guy's trying it, and then all of a sudden the background changes to like clouds and angel wings and aliens. no but the, the the first ones were because the people he would have like someone have a gun to your head right here and he's like do you know like do that movement like get it out and people would do the you like you're not fast enough and then boom you're done <laughs> oh so good so we don't have a sponsor fyi people out no, there. No, no, no. Benny got us excited one. we got a sponsor looking for one uh, anybody wants to sponsor us um yeah. You know what? You know why we can't get a sponsor yet? Because we don't get enough reviews from those of you that are listening. See, this we get so many people listening to the show, but very few are actually giving us their feedback. So we don't even know if we're doing a good job. So if you could, please just go review us on Apple Muse, on Apple Podcasts. Sorry. Just go all scroll all the way down on our podcast feed and then hit the review button. Give us those five stars and give us a quick hot take of what you'd like the most or what, what we've been able to help you with. Cause frankly, we, we don't know. We might as well do a giveaway for a random reviewer. Hmm. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. If you win a date with Manny, um... <laughs> nobody wants that. So we'll give you instead a fatherhood's t-shirt. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Which you can also find and buy on the fatherhood's website, fatherhoodspod.com. Just uh, jump on there and you'll see this, the store. But but yeah, we could do that. So I don't know. Let's officially make that happen. We'll pick a reviewer, I don't know, in a month. So starting July. There you go. Dale que tu puede. Okay. After, after Father's Day is done. We're, we're doing it. Are you on a summer break mode yet? Manny? Yeah. <laughs> the kids? <laughs> Everybody in this house is on summer break mode. Okay. Like, we're not stressing about school. Kids are getting, you know, going to sleep mad late. Um, waking up kind of right at the time when they have to bounce. Like, we're just like, all right, whatever. Oh, so school hasn't uh, officially stopped yet? No, not officially, no. But I, I, in, I, I, it, mentally, it has for them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're beat up. My, my high schooler, you know, she's, she's a freshman in high school, finishing up her first year. It's been brutal, man. Like she's had hours upon hours of homework and projects and her teach. She says her teachers aren't being fair. Like hmm. they'll throw shit at her, like, you know, with very little time between when it's, you know, she gets it and when it's supposed to be due. So she's, she's been going through it. So the summer can't come fast enough for her. How's the schools doing in terms of, cause our shit just seems like a hot mess with uh, all these like the protocols, it's like they still do testing, but then, you know, all of a sudden it's like there's no masks, but then someone will, there'll be, you know, an exposure. Then everyone's got a mask for 10 days and then it drops back down. Then there's another exposure. Yeah. It's just like all over the place, man. It's mad lax over here. Like they'll tell you there was a, a COVID case and that's it. Like there's no mask. unless It's, it's voluntary. If you want mm-hmm. to, cool. If not, whatever. My kids still wear it on the bus because they're really in close proximity. They try right. to space people out in school, but really there's there's not much they can do at this point unless you decide you want to pull your kid from school. Right. I do see an uptick in people, and this is talking for Miami, which we know is is mad loose, but I have seen an uptick in people wearing masks lately. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Which which is starting to make me feel like, damn, am I the asshole now again? 
Oh. <laughs> and then quickly it goes away. You're like, ah. No, I just go like this. Okay, guys, we're good. <laughs> I, I I don't know if I told you when I went to I got glasses recently, and uh, at the office, like I go in, I it's Miami, yo. You just go in, and I see everybody wearing masks, and they're looking at me crazy, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, should I go get a mask? They're like, oh yeah, yeah, please, please. And I see the big sign in the front. How about LA? Like, are, is the the mask protocol? In the public, just lacks, or are you seeing still people? Mm, it, it's all over the place. I do see more people wearing masks right now. Yeah, but that's also because there's more of a, uh, you know, it's because uh, of monkeypox, so-called outbreak out right now. Yeah, monkeypox. Somebody I know got shingles recently, and they had like the worst time. Shingles is terrible, man. Yeah, I heard it's no fun. Garcia got that after we got back from filming Coming Home Cuba. So you know there's you know there is a uh a group of folks folks that believe in side side effects that haven't been reported from the vaccines mm-hmm. that that is one that is a side effect from what? some of these vaccines shingles? is shingles. Is oh, I the, did see that. And also some say that and you know I would have to check this out but that monkeypox is part of the shingles family. Devinga. So, so it wasn't. People, if, it wasn't a rave. So if people are, you know, so people are scratching their heads, like all of a sudden, why is this popping up? And maybe I don't know. That 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 is one theory that's floating out there. You just threw that out. There. <laughs> Keep the conspiracy going. <laughs> Who knows, I'm just, man? I'm just gonna throw it out there for you guys out there. You do with this what you will. We'll probably get the this one taken down for. <laughs> <laughs> putting out misinformation but you know well, that, that that is one theory that's floating around out there we're not standing by it we're just calling it how we see it but let me ask you this monkeypox right there was one case of it and it, it's it's supposed to be like like Kay said it's like in the shingles family it doesn't seem like it's uh it's deadly right um one person got it. Why would they make such a big because of the name it sounds crazy? Like, why would they make such a big deal about it? I think there's more than one person who got it. No, here in the United States, it was one case. Still one case. Okay. No, there's. Me. I think there's more now. Oh, so there was more yeah. raves. I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I know that. I know that they they're trying to say it was. They're trying oh, to give it the AIDS clause. Yeah. They're saying it was sexy time in Europe at a rave. Right. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, between I heard there's like dudes. I think they said last a news headline it was like 800 cases so far. Jesus, I only heard one case. So, <laughs> Fuck, I don't bro. know. I don't well, know. Maybe, if maybe he's the conspiracy guy, or <laughs> <You> <laughs> I guess what Florida they reported. Florida. I think that's in Europe. I think it's in Europe. Yeah, I don't think here. I don't know, bro. Um. Anyway. So no, you guys don't think it's a little bit. What? Like the news blows it a little bit out of proportion. Oh, all the time. time. Look, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's definitely uh fear factor in in all this stuff and just trying to get everyone fucking scared. I still don't even know what the fuck we went through with COVID, to be honest with you. Well it's like we know people died. We we know people died. We, We 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 actually know people that died, but it still feels like it wasn't what it was supposed to be 
and and like what we went through feels like it was kind of I don't know, man. Just, Blown out of proportion. It just seems like what the fuck just happened with COVID. You know, now we're like acting like it didn't, like it doesn't matter anymore. Like it's just wild to me. Fuck the news, man. <laughs> no, for real. Fuck the news, man. Because every day, Ukraine, 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 World War Three, mass shooting, mass shooting, mass shooting, mass shooting. Like these motherfuckers don't know how to fucking multitask news shit and tell us an array of news that we should all know about. A variety of things, yeah. You know, it's like. Uh, sorry yeah no it's true i mean if you have that running in the background all the time or if you're looking at i guess it's just yeah that's it's just a one steady stream yeah that's why that's what i do i don't listen to news bro like i'll listen to some of the international stuff that we've been talking about in our in our uh text group but like domestic stuff i i look at it more for like entertainment or i'll jump i'll jump on and check out the hyper local news just to see like oh there's a there's a road closure over here or school this thing happened at local school or that kind of stuff but now does does your oldest pay attention to any news or or if she hears it she anyone talking about it does she ask you about any of these things she like when it hits like her friend group then she'll she'll blurt it out like she you know she knew about it, and then it sucks. It sucks for her when she says it to me because I'm always like questioning her, mm. and it's I know it's driving her away, which is not what I want. I want her to like want to have a dialogue about it, but my brain immediately goes to like, "Where'd you hear that? How do you know that's true? Right? Did you fact check?" Yeah, well, let me ask. Let me ask this: Like, did she did she ask you about monkeypox? Has that made her? Uh, so, yeah. it okay. She asked you about um, the latest string of mass shootings at all. The one in Uvalde, yes. Supposedly there was six since Texas already. <laughs> and we only know about I don't know one what, other one. I don't mass- know how, what the threshold for it to be a mass shooting is, but that's what I was hearing on the news that they said. And I mean, what does she, what what she, what, what she ask you about that? She didn't ask me anything. Oh, she, she just made. She just made. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. It wasn't really a conversation. It was more just like, yo, guys, just be, you know, because we have our own little family group chat. So we're like, yo, just be mindful, like, pay attention, make sure you know what your surroundings are looking like, because this shit could pop up anywhere. Meanwhile, um, the government keeps Miami. telling us that UFOs are real, and nobody gives a fuck. And right, wait, wait, think, think, of, think about that for yeah. for as long as we can remember the, the it was always the government would never release any information it's not real and now all of a sudden we've got it's the true. government putting out these videos and stuff and talking about it and no one gives a shit no <laughs> one cares so that's how fucked up we are nobody gives a shit and you got to wonder why they're saying all this shit now but then the second meanwhile is um (laughs) the second meanwhile the economy is crashing and according to experts is gonna get really 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 fucking horrible and what are we fatherhoods what are your thoughts on like how do you prepare for economic crash that's already we're already in the midst of it hmm I got to wonder how some of these economic crashes affect people, though. 
is it an economic crash where it it affects like people more so that have a lot in you know in in stock or their savings or whatever they have things in the market and so it's people freaking out on that end as opposed to you know i guess the average person working like i wonder what i wonder what what those effects are like real, real life versus you know potential future earnings the, the ones that are the most freaked out and the ones that are probably going to get you know the shortest end of the stick here are going to be the folks that are retiring that haven't you know cashed out their their savings um out of the market because the market plummeting is directly impacting their viability in the very near future right and they got to wait it out for for it to come back up right or they have to cut their losses now and say yo now my net worth is 30 percent less than what i expected it to be at this point and that sucks, but it's either that or you wait for the market to correct whenever the hell that is, if it ever happens. And then you've now eaten up a chunk of your remaining years of life and you're getting closer and closer to God knows, you know, when you're going to pass away. So that's kind of what they're thinking about. And so they're the ones that are going to get hit the hardest. But as far as like your question, E, and, and this is like the easy way to kind of close my eyes about it, but like, I try not to focus too much about what I can't control. So I look at, I, I take market indicators as a guide, but I don't, I don't lose my shit over them. Like I try to keep my, my game plan the way it is. Like I, I believe wholeheartedly in real estate. I think that's the path that I'm always trying to travel down. I always feel like there's an opportunity there, no matter what. It's just a matter of making sure that the financial aspect of it, like how I get into a deal and what the prospects of me getting out of a deal are. And that to me is how I look at it. The stuff I still invest in the market. I'm still investing in uh, uh, crypto, and I'm just gonna wait it out. But but even though a lot of people are are saying that crypto isn't performing the way it's a, it was supposed to perform, because it seems like it's tied to the stock market when it shouldn't have been at all. Yeah. But but go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. No, because because the way people of the way the market functions is a is an emotional like people's reaction is an emotional response which drives what the market does right i think in a lot of respects that aspect of it still holds true in in crypto because people are buying and selling based on their emotions yeah it's, it's yeah it's a it's so a, i it's think a that trading market regardless yeah so i i do i mean it's decentralized so i i believe crypto well that's what they're saying it shows how it's not decentralized by what has happened mm. to crypto but but going back to what Kay mentioned, like who it affects and how it affects, the reason why I always ship bricks in, in, in thinking of finances or any kind of crash is that I personally uh, felt the, the crash in 2008 um, without knowing, and I, and, obviously, and I was not a, a rich person by any means, and I wasn't invested in the market, and I didn't own a home. I just made a decent living doing entertainment and, and marketing and promotions and doing stuff like that. And then, you know, everything revolving around the entertainment business. And so I didn't see what was happening to me and I didn't correlate it with the market crashing, mm -hmm. with the economy crashing. I just thought I did something wrong. I, I fucked up. Uh, because people know. weren't spending 
and hiring. Well, that's what I found out. The first thing that suffers, yeah, the first yeah. thing that suffers in a, in a, in a, in a bad economy is entertainment mm-hmm. because that's the first, that's why they're saying that Netflix is losing all this money and all these things are losing money because that's the first thing people start cutting yep. is they stop going to the movies or they start stop subscriptions. They stop doing that. And then companies like for me, like one of the big money makers for me at that time was my marketing and promotions company. A lot of companies, that's the first thing they're cutting. We're yeah. not going to spend this extra money in marketing and promotion anymore. And that's what started drying up for me because at the, but prior to that, and I don't want to get too deep into what, how, you know, why I didn't save money. Whatever. I was always taking whatever I made and reinvesting it into the things that didn't make money, but that I believed in, in, in the entertainment side of what I was doing, you know, which, whether it was artists, studio, whatever, you know? And so it was basically like a, a song and dance in the sense of musical chairs that when the music stopped with the economy and I didn't have a steady flow, then I got screwed. Yeah. And that's what scares the shit out of me now because I was just a regular person, not a, you know, not in the market, not in that. And I felt it really, really bad. So that's what scares me when I hear this stuff, Mm. you know, now the difference between myself then and now is kind of like what you said, Manny, I am taking advantage of the market dropping and investing not not much because I'm scared still. Yeah. But I, but I invest something. I'm buying more crypto. I'm buying more stocks. I'm looking at real estate. Um, but still, you know, it's still it's still scary because this this economic situation is a little different in the sense that they're, they're saying a lot of it is tied to the war in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. They're saying the war in Ukraine is is doing a, a big uh, hit to the commodities markets. Um, yeah, grain is. Yeah. Oil, getting- the oil prices. And then, you know, the differences in. Saudi Arabia back then was our buddy and would do whatever we asked of them. And Saudi Arabia, who's one, who, who's one of the biggest oil exporters, has said, fuck you, America, and is is not is kind of like our enemy now in that sense. So a lot of things are different from back then and make things, you know, a little bit more unsure, you know. Yeah. Did I paint a bleak picture? I figure after conspiracy, oh, yeah. we go right into this. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, not, now everybody that's listening is depressed. Right. So how do we keep, you know, like how do as a household, as as uh, as fathers, as as, you know, as partners, how do we make sure as breadwinners or partial breadwinners, how do we make sure that what advice could we give people or can we even give anybody advice on how to weather this storm? Mm, Me, I guess my thought and I've, I've definitely been. I've definitely been a, a slacker or just not knowledgeable about as much as I wanted to be about investing and all that kind of stuff early on in life. But I think, but especially in these times, I've always, I've always felt more comfortable when being liquid or at least having like, you know, there's some people who say, well, having a savings account or just having some money stash, that's not doing anything um, is not the smartest move. But on the flip side, when you look at times like this, um, making sure you do have some liquidity and you're able to make some, you know, if you need cash on hand or you have some, a certain stash set aside. Right. So if you need to weather a storm that is there, you know. Well, two, two uh, kind of pushbacks, or not pushback, but thoughts on what you're saying is that scares me is, of course, saving, you think, okay, keeping that savings intact, a certain amount of money is kind of like that buffer. But what's scary also is that a, if you look back at the 
at crashes before, whole banks went out of business and people lost money. Like right. literally lost their money in the mm-hmm. bank. So that's scary. The other part of it is the dollar is losing its value. And I saw something and don't go by what I'm saying. I'm just saying this is one article or one video I saw. It, it said basically if you have 100000 in the bank in a couple of years, that same 100000 is really going to be worth 90000 So that savings, that's why investing seems the most uh, logical thing to do because you have a better chance of that money multiplying itself versus losing its value. Mm-hmm. And diversifying your investments. So, right, to make up for ones that don't do well. Yeah. I mean, just from, from an advice standpoint, like the most important thing that any person can do to weather the storm is, is to have the most positive mindset and really double down on doing the things that you know you can do. Like, Thanks, Tony Robbins. Fucking, no, because <laughs> like the more, and I'm, I'm a big visualization person too. So like, I, I don't want to get into the-, the Ew. <laughs> no, <laughs> dirty not, bastard. not, not EFN visualization, <laughs> not, not like that. Um, but really just having a positive mindset and like, you know, not like, Oh, everything's going to be okay. And like, just sitting in the corner and saying that to yourself, like, that's not going to be helpful, but like really intently, like, yo, we're going to figure this out. We're going to be fine. And you keep doing the things that, you know, repeatedly are going to benefit you and your family in the long run. If you're, if you're. Let's say you're a dad and you work a trade, right? Like a blue collar gig, right? And you're really good at it. Okay. Keep doing what you know how to do and do the best you possibly can. But also think about other things that you can add to the to the portfolio of things that you're capable of doing, even if it's not you physically doing it yourself, but just thinking outside the box a little bit and trying to take smart risk is what I would say that's within your comfort zone. Because again, just going back to diversification, the more you can diversify in lanes that you you know and trust, it's like the old advice, right? It's like when you, you're investing in the stock market, pick things that you are familiar with that you like. That's the most basic advice. Man, he's, you're, he's investing in a lot of porn. <laughs> it's a hot market. If you're, if you're a, a big sneaker head, for instance, and you like Nike kicks, maybe you'd be best suited to do that because you can understand that and then you'll know all right now's a good time for me to double down because i know Kyrie's gonna re-up his agreement with nike and that's gonna you know you you can read the tea leaves better so in the same sense like don't lose your your mind do the things that you know are working for you now and continue to diversify because diversification at the end of the day in things that you're comfortable with is going to mean a big difference for you incrementally and and what i could say in relation to keeping a positive mindset when i talk about that time frame that that it really hit me the crash in yeah, 2008 08. yeah around that time i could tell you from experience that i did keep a, a positive uh, you know i did have my bad days obviously but for the most part my i was i was like nah i'm gonna get through this you know and and i saw you know okay just i gotta be consistent i continue to be you know with the mindset of consistency even if it's if you're if you're slowing down even if you're 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 doing less and you have less and you're 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 what's the word like you're just shrinking everything around you but i did keep that positive mindset and it did get me through those times so i do want to agree with you on that the other thing too is i want to make sure anybody listening 
that when we say invest, when we say diversify, we're not talking from the position of like some rich ass people that are like, yeah, you know, I got a hundred thousand, he a millionaire, 500,000. I'm, we talking about, you know, whether it be a couple hundred bucks or a couple thousand bucks and, and, and throwing it in a couple places that you might not lose it and you might gain with it. Uh, yeah. Make sure that we want people to be able to relate to what we're talking about. Yeah, we might. We're lucky. We're in a lucky part in our lives right now that we're all stable and we have we have some cushion. But I always look at it. I never get comfortable because that can all be taken away. And you look at then you look at some really wealthy people. I'm talking about these people that, that have multi-million dollars, million dollars. And these people get scared and are worried, mm. you know, so it's all relative. It is. And to get kind of uh, metaphysical on you to close it out. You ever wondered, like, what is that innate thing inside of us that just makes people want to continue on and and live even through all, like, the shit? Just think about folks that, you know, just go through all kinds of hard times, but they just keep pushing through. Like, what is it inside of us as people that i guess keeps that spark for like you're just going to persevere no matter what even if you're the will to live i think people that's what probably i mean without like the it's like we're i guess yeah i guess that's what we're we're programmed yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's what makes us human i guess i mean i guess not because even in the animal kingdom you could see that yeah an animal still you know fighting through whatever you know you see those animals getting attacked by lions and they're still you know and they get out of it for some reason (laughs) Not probably a bad example, but uh, <laughs> it's that will, man. It's that will, and it's that wanting for life to get better that I think keeps and hope. I think hope, hope. is is really what it is because I, I always say that I'm looking at like, you know, you hear the Holocaust stories, or you know, even like when you're looking back at like the slave days, like why would someone even want to like keep waking up to that? Yeah, you know. But imagine if you were the the person in the concentration camp that was there the day the the allies came in and, and took over that you know you survived that to that point you were imagine you were that that slave that was able to be there during emancipation you know and were able to survive that like whatever they're survival stories and because they're survival stories i think it gives all of us hope i can survive something too you know yeah i mean you just think about our our inherent reactions to things right it's fight or flight mm-hmm. why because that's our core survival mechanism and so we're wired to live and procreate and make life and try and then i think as humans evolved humans now we think about things from a legacy standpoint no matter where you are in on the totem pole you always want to try to leave something behind that you'll be remembered for and so that also fuels your your want to live and survive i was thinking about actually i didn't think about it in the way you um mentioned the question Kay, but like think about people who get life in prison right no no opportunity for parole and they don't just off themselves immediately right right? like that's that's a prime example because like there's something driving them to do something even when they're locked up behind bars forever that is still in their mind worth existing and and I thought about it for myself. I'm like, yo, if God forbid I ever ended up in a situation like that, like, what would my reaction be? And immediately the first thing that came to my mind was like, yo, whatever wrong I did that got me to this point, 
I would switch my mindset and try to be a beacon of light for other people not to have to end up in my shoes. And for your cellmate. And for my, <laughs> and for my many cellmates. <clears throat> but it's 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 a really like deep kind of conversation. But I think I think that we we skimmed the top. And we're probably the worst at getting deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. All right. Thank Let's you. Go. Let's go look for your foes. All right. <laughs> Later. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. Be a father to your child.